everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Everyone. Hello. Hi. Welcome to this very merry episode of Hop Culture. In conversation a few weeks ago, it somehow came up that Grace had never seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I'm not sure she's really missing out on that, but I guess we'll determine it today. <laughs> um, we realized that we all probably had some holes in our holiday movie resumes, so we thought it would be fun to each find a Christmas classic that we'd never seen and do a little review for this episode. Everyone had a pretty easy time finding a movie that they'd missed over the years, except for Anne. Care to explain? Yeah, I have somehow seen a lot of Christmas movies. So many. I haven't seen a lot of the recent ones and like the, I don't know, the Netflix originals and stuff but um yeah i've seen a lot of the classics and so claire claire was trying to suggest some for me and she's like christmas with the cranks i went on some kind of bread cloth yeah like buzzfeed's (laughs) top christmas movies or something and yeah i was like christmas with the cranks which to be honest i would not really count as like that's almost akin to like a hallmark movie or something you know what even is that I think yeah, it's I've, an I've adaptation of that book that's like the year we didn't have Christmas or something. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? That sounds kind of familiar. It's some kind of book yeah. where like I think they cancel Christmas, but then something teaches them the true meaning of Christmas. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to correct sounds, me on that. Sounds about right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Grace, I don't know how you – we had the same roommate and she was obsessed <laughs> with that movie. She would watch it. She'd always ask if we could watch it even when it wasn't Christmas time. <laughs> I know. And I watched a lot of stuff with her, but uh, I feel like we watched a lot of like the OC and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I suggested Fred Claus with um, Vince Vaughn, which I always thought was rated R, but it said it was rated PG. I think I was mixing it up with Bad Santa, which we did. We did skip that on the list. We we're like, I didn't suggest that. But yeah, Anne had even seen Fred Claus of all things. I like, think I saw Fred Claus in the theater oh somehow. That was not by choice. I'm sure I somehow got roped into that. Yeah, oh, Anne has somewhere. seen all of them. She's seen probably four times as many Christmas movies mm-hmm. as I have. Because even a lot of the ones on this list, like Miracle on 34th Street or like I don't know, Holiday Inn or even Nightmare Before Christmas, which I think is debatable if it's a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Um, All of those I've technically seen, but I could not tell you a thing about them. So, you know, I don't know. I was just impressed that she was so well-versed. But we did find a movie for her, which we will get to later. But before we jump into the reviews – if you guys had to pick a go-to Christmas movie, not a Fred Claus, not a Christmas with the Cranks, one you genuinely enjoy, what would be like your, I guess, your favorite Christmas movie? I have a controversial take. I'm, I think I'm kind of the opposite of Anne. I, I don't really like Christmas movies. I don't think, um, at least <laughs> most of the ones I've seen. That's my take too. <laughs> I don't, I don't love them. That's not a fan. And so 
and Claire's going to be so mad when I say this, but at pretty much every year for the last like three, maybe four years, I've somehow wound up watching The Family Stone <laughs> every year. <laughs> and oh, no! I actually so kind much. of love it now. I've, I've come around. <sighs> it's really like, it's so heartfelt in a weird way. <laughs> I want to watch it. I mean, it's heartfelt in that it, if you enjoy seeing like real tragedy and like family dysfunction play out on the screen, I guess that's inspiring. Yeah. But I kind of I I like it's, it. It's just really sad to me. And everyone's like mean to each other and so much goes unsaid. And I just don't find that <laughs> inspiring at all. <laughs> but I, I, I'm in the minority because people seem to love that one. So – yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I think I think that the general public is pretty divided on that one. But that's a that's a kind of an accidental go to for me. Wait, what was that one that we watched? I'm just now remembering this. Tess was at our house. I think it was before you were married, Tess. It might have been like the Christmas that we first moved into our house when I had Molly. When you guys came, when you and mom and dad came, was it oh, like yeah. Daddy's Home Two? And it was like a Christmas version oh. or something. <laughs> I think it was like ah, Will yeah. Ferrell. It's like Will Ferrell and um, I think probably, Marky is Mark. Daddy's Home. Like, are you saying Daddy's Home Two was a Christmas movie, or it was a Christmas cut of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, well, I don't know. I, I just thought it was like they were spending a Christmas version. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, I think version. it was. It was a Christmas movie. I don't, but I don't know. Rem- Do you remember that? It was very funny. It was actually surprisingly funny. I have like funny. a really vague memory of it. It, it was really dumb, <laughs> but I was like, we should have included that on our on our options. <laughs> I would not call it a classic. Um, I love, uh, I love Home Alone. I love Love Actually. Um, mm. Those are probably my two. I oh, I love The Holiday. That's oh yeah, good the holiday. One. Yeah, is the so holiday good. Is good. Yeah, I also like while you were sleeping. Oh yeah, that's oh, a really that's good, one. good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Yeah, and yeah, I I do. I will always watch Love Actually. Um, I've never seen the you know official version. I've always seen like some edited. edited yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there, there are full storylines of that. that <laughs> yeah, get there's a lot of plot holes when you watch it that way. <laughs> And I didn't realize until later. Um, I've, but <laughs> I do like Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I think it's you can watch one. that one at Halloween or Christmas, mm-hmm. which I I like. I don't think you have to choose. True. And then, I mean, those are the. I don't. I actively avoid. I feel like when our family sits down to watch a Christmas movie, I usually leave. What do you dislike about them? <laughs> Is it too much? Like. The expectation that you'll feel things or they're all kind of I think cliche. They're just – they're kind of flat. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. trying to hit you over the head with some sort of Christmas message. But mm-hmm. it's been done so many times that it's like it's the same Christmas message. You know, it's never going to be like a new mm-hmm. message. There's not going to be a new meaning to Christmas so like – Yeah. Well, here's – It's kind of the same I thing like a, I like a movie that is a movie conveniently set. During the yeah, holidays. exactly. Me too. Yeah, like a Die Hard Christmas. Oh, that was on the list person. too. Yeah, that was Die Hard. <laughs> or Little Women has always felt like a Christmas movie to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just because mm-hmm. there's snow and there is Christmas factors in. Um, yes. My pet peeve with Christmas movies. This is my you know red Starbucks cup moment. 
obviously I understand that like every movie is not going to have Christ's birth at the center just because it needs to appeal. They want it to have like market appeal. So it's not necessarily that I'm like, oh, you know, obviously I love like A Charlie Brown Christmas because it actually talks about the real, you know, story of Christmas from the Bible. Um, Grace <laughs> really makes fun of how much my family loves peanuts. <laughs> it's just really actually and it's so too. boring. It's so boring the kids for love like it. modern the kids. The most boring kids show. I'm trying to get them and out of the remember? TikTok mindset of needing something new every seven seconds and just making them like slog through. It isn't. No, I get why you line. like it for your kids. I don't get why your kids are so obsessed. Why they're with it. okay? Yeah, they agree. Yeah. But Anne, do you remember when you were visiting? And you said Hazel was so bored she fell asleep. Oh sitting yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting up on the couch because she was being forced to watch Peanuts with your kids. It wasn't even an actual Peanuts movie. It was just like clips strung together on a YouTube yes. video, I believe. So yeah, they just watched very boring oh, clips. It's the TikTok mindset, but just Ooh, boring. Ah, that's so true. I'm so sad about that. But yeah, back to my problem with Christmas movies is they don't really – they want to have some kind of message, but they're not actually going to talk about Jesus. So it's like the real meaning of Christmas – is like getting along with your grouchy neighbor or like the real meaning of Christmas is looking at your children's wonder. And it's always some like, mm-hmm. I'm like, can someone tell me what the true meaning of Christmas really is? Because it's something different in every movie. It's just some kind of vague. That's the thing. I'm Linus. Yeah. I'm like, it's not, they're searching for like, it's, I it's think different every in every movie. The true meaning of, of Christmas, they're just talking about like a different, Christ-like teaching, probably. Okay, I could get really? behind that. When you think about it, that's Charity. the meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. The the event of Charity, Christmas forgiveness. is that Jesus was born. Okay, 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 Grace, I like but that. But the meaning is everything that he taught. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm? Wow. Grace, that's Whoa. that's pretty For someone deep. who that's hates Christmas deep. movies... Yeah, <laughs> I like the I like the religious aspects of Christmas. I just don't like. <laughs> okay, well, let's get started with the movie critiques. So. Our objective is not to rag on these classic movies, but um, since we're adults watching things that were beloved childhood classics for people, we probably are going to call out some things that just we noticed just as adults. Just brace um, yourselves, people. That's all we, we promise say. not to be too harsh. We have a little outline of sorts, so we're all going to follow that as we review our movie. Uh, so Claire, did you want to introduce that? Yeah. So here's kind of our criteria. So first, we're going to say, what did you know about the movie beforehand? Or what did you think you knew? Um, Describe it in one sentence. Were there any cultural aha moments where you were like, oh, this, you know, like part of the zeitgeist that I've heard or the saying that I've heard people use, now I see it came from this movie. Um, What did you give the biggest side eye to? Um, did the movie have a Linus moment? And what I and I I didn't think we were gonna bring up Linus twice this early in the episode, but I don't <laughs> what is a Linus that moment? let me yeah, explain. What is, okay. I'd love to explain. So it's not gonna be literally reciting, you know, Luke 2, obviously. Um, but does it have a moment where there's a character who kind of calls out everyone who's being like distracted or out of line, you know, and calls everyone back to like the true meaning of Christmas, whatever, whatever that may be, according to this movie. 
And then how many swirly twirly gumdrops would you give this movie on a scale of one to five? That is an elf reference. I'm not a huge elf person, but... You don't strike me as an elf person. I'm a millennial (laughs) and I feel like, you know, I need to lean in. So that's the rating system. So who wants to start with their movie review? I'm curious about Tess's. I was yeah, let's start with Tess. Okay. nominate her first. <laughs> I, I'm happy to go. Um, so originally you guys suggested that I watch Jingle All the Way. And then I was telling Luke, I was like, we have to watch Jingle All the Way before the podcast. And he was like, we just watched that last year. so i have a bone to pick with jingle all the way and it's that the title gives you nothing about the movie so you can't think back and think i've seen jingle all the way that's actually true i don't really know how am i supposed to know it's the one with arnold schwarzenegger Mm -hmm. um it should be like an arnold schwarzenegger christmas and then you would um, (laughs) yeah what title (laughs) i don't know toys for tots or something yeah i don't know (laughs) um so I chose the Santa Claus, and oh, I was yeah, great excited because I love Tim Allen, and um, I always like growing up would see the previews for that movie, mm-hmm. like on I think like on ABC. It's or an something, iconic preview. Playing the Santa Claus, yeah, it is. And there's like the <laughs> the part where he's like, "Does this look like a little weight to you?" And that <laughs> I, when it played, I was just like, "I know that scene." Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> I'm smiling already. Say, Wait, Tess, I can I interrupt? <laughs> you said you loved I Tim Allen. I wanted to interrupt, too. Have you seen Home Improvement? Did you I was watch Home say, Improvement? Of course I watched Home oh, Improvement. Okay. That's all I know oh, him from. Okay. I was like, I was what like, do you know him, him from? <laughs> he was in that one, is it Three three Girls and a Dad or something? That's not what it's called at all. <gasps> you know. That is the show he's on. Yeah. I, I don't Last know what Man that Standing. is. Last Man Standing. Oh, Last Man Standing. Oh, no, I never really watched that. I, I can see how you guys would not think that I had seen Home Improvement because I often uh, don't understand your cultural references. It's just a very <laughs> early, it's like a mid to early 90s show, I feel like. Yeah, so. I just loved the re- the reruns. Um, so anyway, okay, so that's basically what I knew about the, the movie beforehand was just Tim Allen turns into Santa Claus. Um, and I guess that is how I would describe it in one sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Cultural aha moments, I didn't really have any, but I I will say an aha moment that is not really cultural was that the movie is called The Santa Claus because there is a Santa Claus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in, like, it's a contract. I loved that. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I didn't get that until, like, <laughs> was that probably five years ago. Yeah, so me too. It, yeah, it was news Luke, to me, too. Luke said that, too. He was like, oh! <gasps> I never got that before. Um, the biggest side eye, I have a, I have a lot of side eyes because I didn't watch this as a child. So um, I'm seeing it through. I'm trying to be forgiving because there is a part where everyone at his work fat shames him. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fat shaming in, in the movie. He comes mm-hmm. in with a little extra weight. and You call this looks- a little extra weight? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Great callback. Um but I, I'm gonna ignore that. But there's one part where, so all the all the elves are children. The actors of the elves are children. They're not technically children because they're all like thousands of years old. But the actors are kids. And the one little girl elf, at one point, she's like says something about how 
she's been developing her hot chocolate recipe mm-hmm. for 1200 mm-hmm. years or something and he goes you look good for your age and then she <laughs> and then she's like thanks but i'm dating i'm seeing someone in in packaging or something like that and i was like that's just it just was weird Tim Allen and this like eight year old girl. That's true. I've never <laughs> that considered is, like, that. When you see it through, not like when you're not thinking that she's actually thousands of years old, mm-hmm. it's just weird. It mm-hmm. just wouldn't fly. It wouldn't fly in this today. Day and age. It, it wouldn't fly today. In a post Twilight world, I think we've all given up our our social mores about people thousands of years old dating teenagers. But <laughs> I agree. It is a bit. It is a bit strange. It's a bit strange. And then I have another side eye, which is that the parents who are so drab, the the other parents, the stepdad mm-hmm. and the mom. So drab. <laughs> they're so <laughs> drab. Luke was like, he was like, this honestly is the worst Santa Claus movie because these are just boring villains. <laughs> like mm-hmm. After that, you get, you know, Mr. Frost or whatever. But they talk about how they're... Like, they lost faith in Santa Claus that he was real when they were little because he didn't bring them the gifts that they really wanted. But why didn't Santa... I just don't get it. Like, if Santa is real, he mm-hmm. he would have brought you the... This is time to turn this down if there's little ears around. <laughs> but, Look at this last Christmas and I know. it's, like, a little bit too late. <laughs> it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> but... I just, I don't, I don't get it. Because if Santa was real, he would have brought you the right gifts. And then at the end, they're like, Santa is real. And he brings them the right gifts. He somehow gets them, like, the dating game Mm -hmm. and whatever the, I don't know what the stepdad wanted. But somehow they get the right gifts. So how did the first Santa mess up? This is rich coming from the girl that was so obsessed with Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Because that's like the entire plot of that movie. <laughs> I actually did. I actually and haven't you, seen that movie in like twenty years, so I, don't, I feel like when I you watched it, you were old is. enough to question the logic, but maybe not. I don't know why I said twenty years. I'm, I'm basically twenty years old. I mean, ten years at least. Well, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that because I don't remember the plot of that movie at all. But I just, it just felt felt like a gimme. Anyway, but I I did, I enjoyed, okay, wait, I have to say if the movie had a Linus moment, it didn't, it, it's all about Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. That's my take. If, if the Linus moment is the meaning of Christmas is that everyone should believe in Santa, then it did. But, um, and then I, I think I would only give this two swirly twirly gumdrops because, wow. It, it's hard it to hurts. It lagged a bit. Yeah. It hurts, I, but it's probably fair. You know, yeah. when we started this, I didn't realize that we were going to be one of, some of the ones hurt by our harsh reviews, <laughs> but yeah. we had to I know. We had to know when Tess was reviewing like our most beloved childhood Christmas movie, it was going mm-hmm. to hurt. It was going to sting a little. <laughs> yeah. Dave didn't grow up watching I this one it either. To be good. And I one time was like, "The Santa Claus is on Disney Plus or something." And he he was like, "I don't want to watch it." But, like, I totally support you watching it. <laughs> like, okay, that's fair. I was dreading watching this, kind of. But I was excited. I was also excited. I wanted it to be good because you guys really hyped it up. Um, <laughs> Luke really did say – <laughs> Luke had, had – Luke was so crazy. He said, we also watched 
Falling for Christmas with Lindsay Lohan. Mm, this I can't oh. wait to watch that. So, so bad. And Luke said that was better than uh, the Santa Claus. <laughs> Didn't he like wow. how? He loved, he loved Lindsay Lohan. Charlie's mom's <laughs> eyes glisten with tears at the end. I love her, like, tearful eyes. She might, I didn't think she was drab. I thought she was very pretty and classy, personally. But she's that's so, the 90s in me coming she's out. She's dragging them all down. But yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when a Gen Zer mm-hmm. watches. Well, can, the, can the I go? It's true. Can I jump into mine now? Because it yes, plays please. out something. So please. So I watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, or maybe it's just. I don't really know. Everyone always calls it National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I think that's the official title. I was confused because, starting with what I knew beforehand, I was like, is his name National Lampoon? But no, I knew they were the Griswolds. I've never seen any of the National Lampoon movies. So I had to look some info up. I guess the National Lampoon was like a humor magazine in like Mm. the 60s to 80s, like biggest in the 70s. And they were the ones that like produced these movies, and it was kind of like oh, that style of humor. I did also humor. think it was a man named National Lampoon, mm-hmm. and I also knew what's it was a the lampoon. <laughs> I think a, I think to lampoon something is to like make fun of it, kind of right. Mm. And so I think you guys, I and I know again, like so. What Tess was saying, how the Santa Claus dragged. I think it's just when you watch a movie from another era. It's always Mm going to feel a little foreign. But, like, that style of humor from, like, the 70s and 80s, it's just not funny to me. Yeah. It is Mm -hmm. tough. I looked up, like, some National Lampoon, like, covers and stuff, and I was like, these are so strange. (laughs) Like, I do not see what is funny about these at all. But I know that's that's just, like, anyone would probably say that about our day and age, too. You know, it's just – it is what it is. Um. But yeah, what I knew beforehand, I knew the Griswolds were like ragtag because I've heard people use the phrase like, oh, we're the Griswolds today if they're kind of having like a hot mess day, you know. Um, so I might start saying that. I've not heard that. I might start saying that about our family, you know, when we have yeah. – when we're a hot mess. Um, so yeah, all I – the only other thing I – I knew it was sort of like a haphazard, you know, like things go wrong kind of kind of comedy um, I remember mom saying it was inappropriate, so that's why we weren't allowed to watch it yeah. as a kid. Um, and I would have to agree with her. It is definitely a PG, a solid PG-13 for sure. Um, there was some language. There was some innuendo. Uh, there was a lot. I was like, yeah, I would not let my kids watch this movie for a long time. Um, there were some – oh, how I would describe this movie in one sentence. Let me pull it up because I would written it down. I would describe this movie as man says he wants family to spend Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, this is a run-on sentence. I'm not <laughs> it's really long. <laughs> so buckle up. Man- okay. Man says he wants family to spend Christmas at his home and then slowly turns on them as his poor decision-making skills come back to bite him. So I had very little patience for Clark Griswold. I told Dave, I was like, I just don't find him to be a likable character. And he's like, are we supposed to like him? And I'm like, I, like Taylor Swift, enjoy an antihero. But he is, I don't know. I just think he's kind of like a jerk. Um, I don't know. I'll get, I guess I'll get to the side, that in the side eye part. But, yeah, I was sort of just like. 
Sometimes when someone is too unlikable, it's not even funny. Yeah. Like pulled out mm-hmm. of it. Exactly. Um, I just had a hard time really feeling that much sympathy for him. Um, and his wife tries to tell him at the beginning, like, this isn't a good idea to have our family, our families. And he's like, I've always wanted to have a big family Christmas. And then he, like, by the end is, like, super rude to all of them. And his wife is the one having to be like, now, Clark, you know. And I'm like, of course. Like, you – you, and again, <laughs> I see this in myself. I see myself in this where I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great. I want to do this. And then by the end, I'm the one who's, like, losing my marbles, you know. So – so I, I see it in myself. I hear it as I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> there were actually a few cultural ahas. So the whole Griswold thing as a description of just kind of like general chaos, you know, Christmas chaos in particular, I would say. Um, there was a line where he says, we're the jolliest bunch of bad word this side of the lo- loony bin or something, which I've seen on like cheeky Christmas sweaters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Lately, mm-hmm. in the last couple years, um, so so that's from that movie, and then the biggest one was: Have you guys heard the term cousin Eddie? Yeah. So yes. yeah, cousin Eddie is. I think it's Clark's wife's cousin. I was trying to piece together how they were related. Um, <laughs> Leave who, it to Claire to need to know <laughs> the family situation of a movie family. Well, I always enjoy when someone calls someone cousin so-and-so. I would love someone to call me cousin Claire. So to any of our cousins or in-laws out there, you're welcome to call me cousin Claire anytime. Um, but yeah, cousin Eddie is this like very kind of, I don't know, maybe redneckish a little bit. Like they live in a trailer and he and his wife just show up unannounced and not to spoil anything. Um, uh, they show up unannounced and, you know, they they overstay their welcome and they're annoying. And so I think that's just sort of like an uninvited and like problematic family member who sort of just like causes trouble, you know. Um, so I was like, oh, I've heard these things before. I don't regret watching it, but I did feel like – it majorly – it was just sort of meandering. I was like, what's really like the plot, you know? The two biggest side eyes for me – but again, that's very typical of we're just kind of conditioned now to need more razzle-dazzle, you know, than, mm-hmm. than movies from the past. Um, the biggest side eye number one was Clark has this like fantasy about this um, sales girl that he meets at a – department store and it's really uncomfortable and I that was when I was like okay I do not like this guy so that was gross (laughs) and then also his just like terrible money management skills he I would say the main if there is a plot of any kind other than just like his family is like they did overstay they're like the family's coming for Christmas and then this advent calendar thing starts and it's like December 16th. And I'm like, whoa, we're like 10 days out from Christmas. So I was like, I kind of see where he's coming from because that's a long time to have like both sets of parents and Cousin Eddie and his family there. So I mean, I I see where he's coming from. But really this tension hinges on he needs his Christmas bonus and he's not sure if he's going to get his Christmas bonus. And the reason he really needs the Christmas bonus is he's put a down payment on a swimming pool that he wants to put in the house like next summer, not in the house, but in the backyard. And he's like, I'm putting in a pool. And if I don't get this bonus, I don't have the cash in my account to cover the down payment that I've already written a check for. And it's like, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. that's a really Mm -hmm. bad idea. 
And I'm no Dave Ramsey, <laughs> but even I know that you shouldn't do that. And so I just kind of like – and then he's exploding on everyone because he's like mad, you know. And I'm like, I don't know. I was just kind of like, that's your own fault, Clark, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just – I sort of – I had no – I know it was a comedy and you're not supposed to really feel warm fuzzies, but I was just kind of like, eh, I don't care about any of these people. I did kind of have a Linus moment. There actually was a sweet moment where his dad gives him like a little talking to and he's like, says something to the effect of like, you don't want your family to look back. Like he said something like, you've worked so hard to like provide this nice family holiday for everyone. And you don't want your family to look back and remember that you were like losing your temper and, you know, you want them to look back and remember, like, how hard you work to make this Christmas great or something. And I was like, oh, that's actually – that was, like, a sweet moment. So, yeah, it actually did kind of have a sweet moment. I would give it, like, two swirly, twirly gumdrops. It was – there was some, like, you know, laughs. There was a young Juliet Lewis. There was a Julia Louis-Dreyfus uh, hmm. part. And it was – it came out in 1989, which is the same year Seinfeld started. So I'm like, was she even oh, really famous whoa. yet? Breakout. Movie. Yeah, it was kind of funny, and um, so that was kind of funny. Um, I really was just looking at pictures of Juliet Lewis and Brad Pitt like mm-hmm. two days ago. So they're nineties icons. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was. I enjoyed it, but it. I probably wouldn't be like, oh, this is gonna be you know top ten Christmas. The uh, the song at the beginning was very catchy, so that probably earned it half a swirly twirly gumdrop right there. Um, <laughs> so it would have it would have gotten one and a half. <laughs> I don't know. I really liked the song. I did. I was like, how have I never heard this on the radio? So, yeah, that's mine. Okay. Well, I watched White Christmas, which mm. you may be thinking, how have I not seen this one out of all the Christmas movies that I've seen? Um, I think I'd seen portions of it, but I had never watched it like beginning to end. So... And all I could remember beforehand was the sisters, sisters. Mm-hmm. There were never such devoted sisters, that number. Um, which, I mean, you see that number like three or four times throughout the movie. So oh, wow. Really? It's, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's very cute. Um, so if I had to describe it in one sentence... This is even worse than Clara's sentence. <laughs> I can't even. You have to read it word for word. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a paragraph. I kind of plagiarized this sentence. <laughs> um, Did anyway. you Google it for like a synopsis or something? Yeah, I pretty much had to Google it. There's a lot of details in this movie. It's hard to summarize the plot succinctly. Um Singers Bob and Phil join sister act Betty and Judy to perform a Christmas show at a country inn in rural Vermont where they discover the boys' commander in World War II, the owner of the inn, is having financial difficulties due to the fact that it hasn't snowed in ages. So what's the fortune? Whoa! (laughs) What in the world? A a semicolon. So what's the for some to do but plan a Yuletide miracle of fun musical Sure to put General Waverly and his business in the black. Oh 
I lived a whole lifetime and during that, that sentence. Could, and that could have fun, fun filled was not necessary. There were so many unnecessary. And that's what it's so plagiarized. plagiarized. It did sound I, very plagiarized. I changed a lot of words, but it's. I, oh, I said that's it was plagiarized. the ultimate plagiarized. You're like my seventh grade words. English students. Oh, yeah. Hey, I said it would be plagiarized. I'm impressed. That was kind of a grammatical feat of engineering. It just kept going and going, but it wasn't technically a run-on sentence, so I'm impressed. Yeah, so anyway, um, there's a a sentence about it, if you weren't already familiar with the plot. I misunderstood the cultural ahas question, because when I first looked at it, it didn't say cultural ahas, so I'm just going to take... I'm going to take this in the direction that I want to take it, which is um, <laughs> I need to learn to tap dance because Vera <laughs> Ellen just is so impressive in that movie and in other movies, but I don't know that I had seen her other movies. And so you just see her tap dancing and it's just like, it's like nothing you've ever seen. She's crazy good. So... Um, it made me wish that we had more movies with dancing mm-hmm. in them these Dancing's days. Dancing's so fun. A good mm-hmm. tap number. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's just there's nothing good. better. Nothing to beat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I did a little research. She was one of the youngest Rockettes. Um, <gasps> she, she joined the Rockettes at age 18. She grew up in Ohio. <gasps> Wow, all the hey. greats do. And Whoa. she would carpool the dance lessons with Doris Day. Cute. <gasps> cool. Some other fun facts. Um, Bob Fosse was the uncredited choreographer of Whoa. the dance routine. We love an uncredited person. I'm Another uncredited about it. person um, <laughs> is like there's this male dancer in a lot of the numbers because like she was a way better tap dancer than the men in this movie and so they had this like dancer that would do a lot of the dances with her and he goes on to win an oscar for playing bernardo in west side story wow that's but he was also uncredited so cool yeah that wasn't the question that you asked but it was the question that i wanted to answer Mm -hmm. it was a personal (laughs) um biggest side eye obviously there's a lot of like attitudes toward women that i'm not a big fan of infantilization of women not the best um i mean this is like a century ago at this point yeah this was yeah long ago so but here's something crazy is that bing crosby is 51 in the movie and his love interest played by rosemary clooney was 26 Mm, it's a little yeah so it's not my fave Did the movie have a Linus moment? Yes, it did. I'm not sure that it necessarily was a Linus moment, but it there's the part where like Bing Crosby is singing about like what can you do with a general? Because I guess the generals like had a hard time getting jobs, and he calls his old division to action and has them come to the inn to surprise. The general, and it's very heartwarming, very touching. Somehow it snows due to the magic of the moment. So that was very cute. I would give it, I'm trying to be a good judge. I would give it 
seven swirly twirly gumdrops. It was on a scale of yeah, one to five. Scale. <laughs> 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 but, hey, but I mean, it blew the yeah. I feel like that's a fair. Yeah, I feel like I would give it a seven. Wow, <laughs> seven out of five. Seven out of five. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> or maybe we're like three or four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we already said at the beginning, but I watched It's a Wonderful Life. I knew a lot about this movie beforehand. It's hard to not know the plot of it. I just can't believe you never Mm -hmm. watched it because I watched it as a kid many times. I've seen, I've definitely seen bits and pieces of it, but A, it's really boring for kids. I don't know how you watched (laughs) it. It's got so much financial talk. Yeah. I still don't understand the finances. Dad would try to use it to explain (laughs) the Great Depression to me a lot, and I still don't quite understand the stock market. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's also got the part with the boxing the ears and there's blood and that's like terrifying. that part well, that's is why, so that's scary. That's why I've yeah. never seen it because I was really scared of that part. Uh-huh. It was, you know, that's very troubling for, for I, kids. You know, I was bleeding. a troubled child. I liked troubling things yeah. as a kid. <laughs> I, Claire used to watch stuff and it was way too scary for me and I would have to leave the room when I was little. So that was one that I would leave the room for. Describe it in one sentence. I would say... Discouraged man learns that true rich is <laughs> that true wealth is measured not. <laughs> she didn't bother to write this ahead second. of time. No, um, that true wealth is measured by the friends you have, not by worldly riches. Okay. Good job. Uh, okay. <laughs> what? That's yeah. Amazing. No, that, that is. is. It's true. Uh, it just got a little clunky mm-hmm. at the end. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry to steal mine. <laughs> yeah, touche. <laughs> there was nothing that said it had to be original. <laughs> These are my own words, and they're. I guess they're not polished. I didn't see any cultural ahas because I sort of I knew all mm-hmm. of them. You know. Any anytime a bell rings, mm-hmm. an angel, angel gets, gets its, its wings. wings. What are some other like? Um, that's I feel like the big one. But what are some other? I feel like there's other parts. I wish there are other parts that are um, like you can you know quote or whatever. I mean, there's the whole I mean, like I'll lasso the moon for you. You mm-hmm. want the moon. the whole plot is sort of a cultural. You know, it's been either parodied or so mm-hmm. many like homages or just movies that do this sort of like. Imagine if you'd never been born. Mm-hmm. Either to be like to be funny or to like just to, in seriousness. The movie, the whole movie is a Linus mo- moment, sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. I, I don't. I still don't totally understand what a Linus moment is. I know. I sort of made. The, <laughs> okay. I, I was trying to think of like Christmas movies I could refer to. It has in. a moral. Is that what you mean? So a Linus movie, a Linus moment. I'll explain again. In my opinion, is when someone. <laughs> calls out everyone's distraction and like you know attention to like extraneous details and says hey everybody oh. this is the truth like we need to focus on the okay truth then no it Christmas. does it does not have a it definitely yeah. doesn't have a light i would say george bailey's entire life is like the weight of the world on his shoulders so he's not really distracted by like extraneous details he's no although he was he i was frustrated with him throughout a lot of the movie because it was sort of like it was a touch of the martyr mm-hmm. i relate mm-hmm. to george bailey big time if you're mm-hmm. curious oh yeah <laughs> that was why you were so vehement when about how i'm not like george bailey what um, what? what did this come up 
that's how this came up in conversation that I hadn't seen it is I was like, oh, one time mom, like a couple years ago, because I hadn't seen it. So I was like, I have no idea if this is a compliment or, or an insult. She said, she's like, oh, Grace, just like George Bailey or something. And Claire was like, this, this was recently. Claire was like, what? No, you're nothing like George Bailey. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, what's he like? She's like, well, he's helpful and generous. Oh, oh my gosh, that is not even these, like, positive qualities. And That's I was a bold like, face oh, lie. Man. Whatever. Oh. He does have a touch of the martyr and he has a touch of like, it's funny that it's like, oh, I'll show you what hap- would happen if you'd never been born. Because I'm like, no, he already has a complex that he's the only one that can fix yeah, everyone exactly. else's problems. It, this, wouldn't, this wouldn't help him. And also, some of them were, I was like, so if George Bailey hadn't been there like Nick would have been a mean man. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Nick mm-hmm. being a good or bad person is all on George. You know, like, mm-hmm. and also he just like with his uncle would have lost his job. His uncle was happy, was going to be okay with losing his job. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm still, I'm only 55. I can get another job. George didn't need to stay and derail his whole life plan just to keep his 55-year-old uncle from having to find a new job. Yeah. Like, is this the uncle? It's been a while since I've seen it. The uncle that, like, loses the money? Yeah. He probably should have gotten into another line he of work. He probably should have gotten in. Yeah, exactly. But the angel shows George Bailey his uncle would have gone to an insane asylum after losing his job. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's some dire. Like, I, I was oh. half expecting that George would wake up and this would have been a dream, but he would have felt good. Because I was mm-hmm. like, this is... This is something that George would have thought up mm-hmm. uh-huh. of what would have happened without him. Because it's a classic, it's mm-hmm. the classic oldest child martyr to think of these c- scenarios when it's like, really, if you weren't there, everyone would have worked out their own problems for themselves, probably. That stings. But everybody loves you. <laughs> I I love this movie. I you can't convince me. Jimmy Stewart is the goat. He's Mr. Kruger. Himself. Oh, that's another. Okay, so for biggest side eye, people are going to come at me for this Yeah, people one. are going to be mad at you. I knew you were kind of having a target on your back by doing It's a Wonderful Life. For biggest, there were two biggest side eyes. And one one is just for fun, is that. Um, just for fun. <laughs> as opposed to the rest of this. What would have happened serious. to Mary if he had never existed mm-hmm. is that she became an old maid. Mm-hmm. That's true. And That's a problem. She was in her. She was a single woman in her thirties, and so as a single woman in her thirties, I do not like the descriptor "old maid." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's not that old. It's not an old maid. No. And you're telling me Donna Reed's not going to get married because she would have married yeah, that other guy that on. wanted to marry yeah. her, mm-hmm. and she would have been rich. <laughs> so <laughs> the other biggest. This isn't side-eyed. This is just something that I was thinking about is that the the boy who played young George Bailey was so cute. Yeah, he was really he cute. so much like Harry, mm-hmm. his brother, who was also very cute. Yeah, they were very and cute. And Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, I mean, you can't complain, but like he looked way older than all the other adults of his age mm. in the movie. Like Harry and Mary. I didn't really notice that. Harry and Mary were both... Supposed to be, like, two years younger than him. All the other... He looks... I think he was, like, significantly older than them. Hmm. But I loved this movie. (gasps) Great! I would give this... A surprise twist! Twirly, twirly gumdrops. This is the best movie I've ever seen, I think. Wow! Are you just saying this so people won't get mad at you? (laughs) No, I loved the movie. Weeping throughout. (gasps) 
Best, Whoa. best movie. I mean, it was incredible. The end when everyone comes in. I mean, uh, you are literally you a it. stone person if you're not bawling your eyes out at that part. Yeah. 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 It was it was great. All of my all of my criticisms were surface deep and just for fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not a good it it's not a good boring? movie review if you don't give some some critique. I didn't say it was boring. Oh. Maybe I was thinking it was boring. <laughs> I wasn't oh, bored it was at all. I was on the children. edge of my seat the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been boring for children. I, of course, was deeply interested in all of the financial parts. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. I love the part where they're dancing across the swimming pool. That's the floor I thought that's that I dreamt the that pool. as a child. It's I a didn't great know scene. that that was real. Yeah, it looks so that fun. Was, that was great. Yeah. Oh, it, so many good things. And it was funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was very pleasant. Mm-hmm. I loved it's it. It's cute. Good. That's wonderful to hear. Well, before we head into weekly wins, we want to remind everyone that this will be our last episode of Hop Culture for 2022. We are so excited to come back in January with plenty of stories and with a new little niece. Niece slash daughter, depending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I, at first I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know why I was confused. Thank you all so much for your support of the pod this year. We hope you all have a fantastic Christmas, and we'll see you next month. Weekly wins, anyone? Um, I have one. I'll keep it brief. So Dolly Parton just came out with a new Greatest Hits album. It's mm-hmm. called Diamonds and Rhinestones, which I just love. It's very Dolly. And <laughs> it has been a fun little I, – I just need something that's like – I can listen to it with the kids around. I'm not quite ready for Christmas music, but it has like a fun nostalgia to it for this time of year. And um, the girls have been enjoying her music. And yeah, I I just love Dolly Parton. So it's been a fun uh, thing to listen to lately. Nice. Um, I have a small weird one. Um, I found <laughs> this app. It's called Footpath. It lets you draw a route. So this is my biggest frustration with maps is that you just have to put in the address that you want to go to and you can't, I mean, you can Mm. choose between a couple, but you can't choose like street by street. Mm -hmm. I want you to take me this way. Um, Footpath, you have to pay to actually get directions. So it's, it's, it. Each time or just like a subscription? No, it's just a subscription. I'm not paying for it. But the free version, you can sort of draw your preferred route through like whatever streets and it'll just sort of like snap to the closest street. And I used it to get a safe route through neighborhoods so that when I'm like biking around, I don't have to go on the busy streets. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a pretty cool little little app. That's nice. I could use that if I ever got back into running. Someday, mm-hmm. theoretically. Theoretically. Cool. Mine is a simple weekly win. We set up our tree, and I, I think this is the earliest we've ever put our tree up and decorated it. And I didn't really mean to, but there was a miscommunication. So <laughs> <laughs> we just went ahead and decorated the tree. Um, and it's fun because. I feel like, I mean, last year Hazel was two and it was very cute to see her like, you know, look at the ornaments. But this year she like knows what more of them are and 
And so she she was like pulling them all out and like hanging them all on one branch. And it was just so cute to see her so excited about it. And then <laughs> there's this one ornament that is a guitar and it has actual like little strings. And she is obsessed with it. And it's so <laughs> cute. And every morning or like after nap time, she'll come downstairs and immediately like look for the guitar on the tree and <laughs> take it off and then strum it and just oh, like what? shuffle around like strumming the guitar. It's like <laughs> so cute. So, and cute. so yeah, it's just it's fun. Hazel is such a joy. Mm-hmm. Um I well, my weekly win was basically the same. I kind of neglected to think of anything more interesting than just that, yeah, we got out our Christmas decor. Guys, um, my win last week was that I decorated for Christmas. You can't. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to think of something <laughs> else. No, it can be. I got a 10-piece nugget for lunch. Oh, <laughs> that was a win. <laughs> no. Was that an adult Happy Meal or just a 10-piece nugget? No, I just wanted nuggets. It, they were half off today on the app. Oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> that is a win. <laughs> but we also decorated and um, I, st- I stuck with a theme this year because last year I just pulled out anything that I owned that was a Christmas item and I stuck it anywhere I had space in my house and it was very uh, like overwhelming overstimulating as the people on TikTok would say. <laughs> um so this year I stuck with a red and white theme and I only pulled out the red and white decor Whoa. and it's made me much happier. I'm <laughs> I'm impressed more. that you have I know me I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> that much. Uh, well it's convenient from. because grandma and mom have both given me like hand me down or not hand me down items but heirloom items from their houses and grandma and mom tend to stick to a red and white theme mm-hmm. so i just i just ran with it and i love it <laughs> nice yeah okay i think that wraps it up for this week thanks so much for listening be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website hopculturepod.com we'll also be popping up on instagram throughout the week so follow hopculturepod for more fun See you next week.